0: Welcome everyone to the Wood from the Trees podcast. I'm a little bit nervous now today because I have the most fear- famous bearded man in the world here.
1: I, I don't know about the world, but Stephen Kelly there.
0: From the Hardy books, three books left fame, big on Instagram, TikTok.
1: Yeah. You're, you're the man, that I get
0: all the videos on WhatsApp from America. This bearded Irishman, pure male,
1: Pure rough, <laughs> rough and ready. And I think that's what people sometimes like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, thanks for having me on, David. No bother.
0: absolutely delighted. I'm actually just buzzing to have you here. Do you know when you're watching someone all the time <laughs> and you're always wondering, oh God, I hope he's not pricking prick now. <laughs> <laughs> But right. I can assure you, after chatting now a good bit, we nearly have everything talked about. He's fucking dead sound. But um, I suppose I'm going to do what I always do when I'm talking to people. I just wanted to kind of know, you were born and bred in Mayo.
1: Born and bred in, in Mayo, yeah. Where? Castlebar Hospital for characters Wait, that was the yeah, first thing Swinford Swinford is my hometown and um, where the Hardy books was filmed and it's always been my base no matter where I've been I've lived in a many a place I've lived in America I've lived in Galway um, got, lived in Castlebar but for some reason just can't get rid of Swinford it's just where I go back to and
0: are you from the town itself
1: no about a mile and a half outside so towards me uh, which would be a massive parish, and that's where I went to school. And uh, for the first twenty years of my life, I couldn't wait to get out of Swinford. And now, just I just want to get yeah, back to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And what was it like growing up in Swinford?
1: <sighs> it was. It's a very quiet town, and there used to be a Martin and, and Fridays used to be massively busy, but the rest of the week, nothing. And like that, always wanted to get to go Always wanted to get to America. Always wanted to get to even back then. Even back then, yeah, yeah. And then. And your big family. I I'm the oldest of three. I'm the only lad. Um, even though my uncle who lives a stone throw away from me, if I was angry, I would throw a stone at him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and he he's been like a bro- he was like a brother to me. Like he's only there's only four years in the difference. Oh, yes. So we were everyone thought we, we used to be brothers, but no, he was he was my uncle. And then I have two sisters.
0: How did you find school?
1: I was brilliant in school. I was brilliant in national school. I had like th- three of the four teachers that were in the school and then four of the five teachers that were in the school were cousins or related to me in some some way or form. So you like school? I liked school and. Do you know what? After about second class, I was the, I was the king in school because I was just everyone used to get on with me and it was brilliant. But I started to put on weight in second or third class and that knocked my confidence. Big style. Really? Big style. Yeah. And I didn't get that confidence back until I was 15 or 16.
0: And when you say it knocked your confidence in. Academically or just talking to no, people? No, no, socially.
1: So you got quiet S- yeah, yourself? Yeah, got very, very quiet. Didn't get into... Had to be pushed into uh, GAA. Um, had to be pushed into anything, uh, any extracurricular activity at all. I never put myself forward. Um, so when everyone
0: and, was playing Harlem, what were you doing instead?
1: Well, we never played Harlem down in Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> but, course. But, but football... Um, yeah, I might be on the fringes or I might just go at all. And then then I sort of got into it and I'd have mad bursts where I, you know, this is this is brilliant. But then I'd get introvert again or would take someone to say and it's just say something small, you know. Then and I'd then, go back in yourself. Yeah, go back in myself. And I lost that confidence for for a long, long time.
0: And um, where you went to school, when we went to school, you had primary school, small classes, and then you went to big school and it was like Big. Was that hard a transition, or did that affect your confidence even more?
1: Uh, no, it was it was easy to transition to that, but it was it was very similar. And I and then I started hanging out with an older crowd. I felt more at ease with an older crowd. As, as I said, my my uncle, who uh, I hung out with a lot, I would have hung out with his crowd. So I didn't actually grow up in your school age. with my own with my own age. And then what happened then was. I was an awful schemer I'd Mitch I'd Mitch I'd Mitch I schemed i Mitched three months Solid No way Without ever going to school
0: How did you get away with that? And
1: the reason I got away with it is My mother used to go to work Before eight o'clock My father would be gone He could be gone at seven And he might be back till six So there was that Half Between half eight and half four You could do what you want I could do what I wanted and I took full advantage of. What it. did you do? I I would like literally I I might run into town and uh, there used to be a place called Nighthawks, or the Buzz it was later called, and there used to be arcade games in it, and I played the arcade games. Or then I just sometimes I just stay at home watching, watching an awful lot of documentaries on World War One and World War Two. Love them. Yeah, I know. They used <laughs> to be on religiously every every morning uh, on RT One or RT Two. So that was it, and but you were still bright in school. You were oh, I was still bright. You see, that that was that was that was it. The potential was there. Like my family would have been expecting me to be get a job with a briefcase and a like a suit.
0: So you found the academic side of school really easy. You know, by you
1: you're an intelligent man. Sometimes a little too easy. Where I, I, if I got sometimes I'd argue with the teacher in in geography or history because I'd already read this. You know, I remember pulling uh, what the history teacher up or something on a date and then she went back and checked it. She said, you know what? She said, you're right. <laughs> but that was because I, 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 I read what I what I loved. And um, the problem then was I got junior cert and I done a good junior cert without even Train. studying, you know, without even trying. And then I went working that summer with that, my father. That done it then? You had that money? That done it. I was making more money at Fifteen,
0: sixteen. Your father's work was
1: plaster. Plaster. Yeah, he was a like a, contra, a, a that Tony Kelly plaster. Would have
0: been the beginning of the big money boom. Yeah, that was
1: 97, 98 I remember my father coming like, and he was a great worker, and he'd been working for him, even though in his head, business wise, he wasn't. He shouldn't. It shouldn't have been him that should. It should have been boss. He should have been working for someone. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he'll, whether he agrees with that or not, is a different thing. But he he just happened to be the fella that people were working for. And I remember him. I remember having to look into the Hoover or empty the Hoover out to get change to get milk or whatever. That's how it was on the bread line. And then from that in 97, 98 to him coming home with bags of cash and literally because he he was a very like he wore his heart on his sleeve. Mm. He literally just got the bag and just. Throw it up, up in the air. Do what you want. Yeah,
0: exactly. So exactly. you were working plenty of money around. Yeah. But well, before this, did you notice back in school that you had a performance side, that you had a comedic side? Or did, was that nonexistent no? I, back then? I
1: I had that with when I was comfortable. I had to feel comfortable, and it came out. I had it around family, and actually, I was a bit of a singer in national school. We went to we went on Fro and that, and we won an All Ireland. Uh, with Fro- Fro- frog, or whatever yeah. it was called at the time and that was lovely I I was just so shy though I was so nervous but I got up and i done it and uh, yeah and I just lost that shyness then towards the end of school only just the end of school, school. but I still wasn't fully confident like I, when I,
0: you start working and working with lads, and, working the with lads that's and then you have money you're hanging with guys that are four years older than you Yeah,
1: yeah exactly so that's when I sort of was a lot. I was further developed than than I should have been at the time, you know, socially.
0: Me and you were roughly the same age. I'd Aren't say so. Yeah, uh, I'm forty-two. I'm a little bit younger than you. A little bit younger. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would have been the same time. It was Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. There's money oh, yeah. to be spent. yeah. Drinking. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I, but then, the, but the thing is, I didn't start drinking, and everyone knows me for drinking pints. I didn't start drinking until I was nearly eighteen. I was nearly 18 and I always swore that I wouldn't drink because there was so many drinkers in my family, even though the stories used to be brilliant, but they were always, it was just, it was just manic. Yeah, it was manic. So I thought I'm not going to go down because I, I could see my grandmother worrying about uh, me, father and his brothers mm. and 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 daughters. And me, my own mother worried about my father. And I was like, I'm not going to put them through that. Mm. And for some reason, I just said, Do you know what? I'm just going to sh- go drinking one day. And that, then the rest That's is it. history. Yeah. Yeah. And I made up for the couple of years that I'd let other people drink then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and sometimes <laughs> during the week as well. And trying to trying to go to work as well, working for your father. It, it, was, it was, you were sent to work no matter what. Yeah. whether you were any Don't good, you. Whether you were any good or not. Um, Did you ever was,
0: sleep up in the rafters? When oh. <laughs> up when you. Oh, Ma- I go up and I put up the insulation.
1: Don't worry plasters, about me. But while, he, while he was there, I was like, oh, come on, now we get this done. We Because I knew he'd be going. I knew he'd be going off to another job. So I it was a bit brave face put on for them few minutes. And as soon as he was gone, then I just. And plastering's tough.
0: It's Plastering
1: hard to is hide tough, in yeah.
0: pl- a plant because it's so. You just go like if you're yeah. doing this good and outside the houses yeah. and if you're once the stuff is done you have to get up and yeah
1: yeah yeah and clean up after yourself yeah. as well because like, if, if you, you can't this not you can't half do it no you can't stop halfway down a wall and say do you know what I'm going to take a break once you started that's it so that
0: was busy back then everyone
1: was flat out that back then flat out so you were working like morning drinking at night yeah did it take a toll on you oh it did it it did it did of course it did it took until i was 27 28 before it physically took a toll on me like i had a like a heart like my heart stopped
0: and had you started with the hardy books or anything like that then
1: i had at that stage a couple of episodes on more so youtube but the hardy books was how did that first start the, uh, we were actually on about it today with the, with the producer of the Hardy books, uh, Mike Caine, because we're in the process of doing new series, not the Hardy books, but something similar. Now, the fell in America wants to recreate the Hardy books that could never be recreated. And mm-hmm. the reason it couldn't be recreated was there was so many different characters and it wasn't scripted. It literally in the beginning of it, it wasn't scripted. It just came about through the imagination of Martin Maloney and Chris Tordoff. And the rest literally is history. He they just kept bringing on these people like myself. If I had known how big the Harley was going to get, and had the confidence at the time to follow that dream, I would have like I would have gone with them every single step of the way. But I was only drifted in when I could fit it in. And but and do you know,
0: I, because you were working, you were flat yeah, out and you had flat responsibilities. Out and, and and
1: and at that stage, I have I had a three kids at that stage. God.
0: So you were building kids, yeah, family life, partying, getting in, as well it's and partying,
1: yeah. That's mad. And at, at at by the age I was on the Hardy Bucks, I probably had three houses under my belt. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I had a house when I was. I built one house to fund, to sort of make money to make my house. Does that make sense? Mm. So I built it, done it up, and then sold it so that I could have my bigger house in in around Swanford. Because at that stage I, I had I had a child and one on the way, so I needed a house.
0: And so that you burnout was coming quick for yourself. Burnout you, so.
1: came very quickly, and by the time burnout had happened, did you know that was coming? Heart failure. Did, like, did anything? Well, I had to. I didn't think about it. But what for? At the beginning, it was like I felt, I felt fluey all the time, all the time. And uh, twenty seven. Twenty seven, yeah. And at this stage I was had a fourth on the way from a different relationship. So it was pressure. just pressure. Pressure. Pressure, pressure, pressure. And yeah, it was mental, but what as happened? long as the money was coming in, what was that? What happened? Like the heart just just, just stopped. I, I remember going not feeling well, go getting to the doctor and there was a low, a locum doctor on at the time, so someone to cover my original, my, my real doctor, or not my real doctor, but my normal doctor. He was actually, he had had a heart attack, and himself, and this Dr. Morrison from Lewisburg, uh, a lady, and she used to, people used to hate going to her because she would take so long. Whereas a Dr. Lavey, it was, well, how do you, what do you think is wrong with you yourself? he'd ask you and you'd be in and out in no time and you'd get whatever prescription that you were looking for but this lady took the time and she said you're not leaving the surgery until you go in an ambulance she said your heart is stopping you probably didn't believe yeah I was like like I did because the, the her face her face nearly dropped but before um, he went in you would have not at all no way you
0: just thought I'm really really sick
1: yeah just really, and it had been for like a, a, a like a long time, but it was just kept getting worse and worse. And I was coughing up white stuff, and I was like, "There's something not right here." So I said, "Well, if I have if I have a lift," I said I was going out with a nurse at the time, mm. and uh, I said, "Well, I've, I'm going out with a nurse." I said, "If I get her to come for me," I said, "Will you will you let me out then?" And she said, "Yeah." She said, "But she has to come to the door to, to bring you." My blood pressure was two forty over one sixty, which is double top, double bottom.
0: She, you were, it was just about to come Yeah,
1: yeah. I, they were actually, when I got to the hospital, they couldn't understand why I hadn't had a stroke more than my heart to go the way it did.
0: What's that like?
1: Yeah, it's like I was sort of, it was like surreal to me. I used to looking down uh, towards the end of the bed and uh, different doctors would come in and they'd, they'd look at the chart first. They never looked at me first. And then when they read, you could you could actually see their eyes. Were you afraid? I, do you know what? I wasn't. And do you know why I wasn't? Because I was, I was not manic and I wasn't uh, panicked about anything anymore because nothing I could do. I had so many bills. Just surrendered to it. Yeah, I just surrendered to it and I was like, this is actually a break. This was a break for me at the time. I was so busy, so manic trying to get around doing everything that this was actually a break.
0: Was it stress induced
1: mostly? Oh, 100%. Yeah. On top of hard living as well so what had to happen then what when well i went well firstly i spent nearly two weeks in icu in in castor they actually initially thought i had tuberculosis <laughs> which is you know weird um so you're put into an isolation pin because uh, and they, they give you a patch test it turned up negative and then they found out it was just my heart literally was stopping super high, uh, hypertension super hypertension of the heart so and then then everything sort of changed. My perspective changed. I was like, a lot of things got lots, got sorted for me out of that. Uh, a lot of loans that I was like struggling to pay back. Because if the money was coming in, it was also going out just as quick. Mm. And um,
0: it was an exponential problem. It was yeah, never gonna...
1: exactly. Exactly. And anyone that was in construction at the time, the more money you made from it, the more you had. To, you were expected to pump back into it. And that's exactly how it was. And, of course, that's all great, good and well. If you're going home then at 5 or 6 o'clock and you're getting up the next day at 8 o'clock. But no, I was, I was still partying. I was going on holidays, that sort of thing. So it was all just building up.
0: So did you just make a decision yourself? That's it. Fuck all that. Yeah. And I'm just looking after myself now. Life is...
1: Yeah. But then then things... Then... the This is about... It, but I'm skipped now from going to starting work when the boom to now we're hitting into 2007, mm. you know, and and, the, and then the, the twist is happening, the burst, everything was bursting as well at the time. So, yeah. like, there was big panic on, massive panic on in my head. And, and at the end of the day, I used to be putting off, opening letters, putting off, making phone calls. And if I'd opened them letters, if there was any advice to someone that's struggling with finance is open the letters, just the make the way. phone call deal with it there and then. Yeah. Don't put it off any longer because it'll just keep getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Delayed confrontation
0: yeah. is confrontation
1: multiplied. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I used to like, a lot of these letters were threatening. But then when you actually ring them, they, they, they wouldn't be that bad at all. Yeah, they were fine. Like these are only... Look at me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they're not going to come come through your door like, you know.
0: Yeah. But that changed your whole perception and you just, what was the main steps you took to calm yourself? down? what... What, did, what was the most change you made in your life after that when you walked out of the
1: hospital For, well A I sh- that's when I got into fitness I, um. got into, I got into running then I couldn't run the length of myself up to that I had an operation a few months later that on my heart it was a it was a trial operation it was they cut off the nerves from my heart to my kidneys because your kidneys regulate your blood pressure and it was it must have been a success because suddenly I was able to run I was able to you know, I had more energy, everything just, I was losing, I lost a load of weight, I looked great, and it was the fitness, the fitness that brought the real um, confidence. Really? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Confidence in what I can do? Yeah. Or just who I am?
1: In in, in what I can do and who I am. I, I, I looked, I felt, I felt great, and the fact that I could run a kilometer, like a kilometer to me at the time was... This is amazing. I couldn't run the length, literally couldn't run the length of myself up till now. And suddenly I was doing a kilometre. Then it was three kilometres. Then it was five kilometres. Then it was ten kilometres. And then it was marathons. Oh. Yeah. And then it was 93k in one day by the time I got to 2019.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Lots of people probably don't know that about you. Uh,
1: At the time it was, we made a big deal because because I've, I'm have I'm still 28 now, so I've skipped a little bit further on. At 31, the fittest day I ever was, I had an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, brain aneurysm. I was dead. Gone. Holy shit. Yeah. Can you remember? <laughs> By this time, I had started working in Aldi. Aldi, and it was probably, physical work-wise, it was probably the, best five years of my life I learned so much in Aldi it's a real it's a company that makes you very disciplined uh, even though there's some wild nights with the Aldi crew as well Um, so I was working in Aldi at this stage and I had I had left and the other relationship with the other and remember these these relationships with 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 the mothers of the kids, they're all perfect. It's just it didn't work out
0: in the great <laughs> words of Eminem, not bad people, just bad together. Yes, exactly.
1: Fair. We still get on today. I could bring mm-hmm. any of them up and uh, we get on well. And I always looked after the kids and I have a great relationship with all the kids. But um, I started going out with the manager of. shop
0: that's how you get promotion that's how you fucking do it but
1: it was it to the to the real head honchos in aldi yeah it was a no-no like we had to keep it secret for a long time and we were living together yeah 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 um
0: sexual harassment
1: (laughs) so inspiring to take
0: crackers home
1: (laughs) yeah and she you know it was uh she was a great girl great 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 lady we were living together and um yeah, I was loving life, loving life then. I was fit as I ever was. There was the partying was going on, but it was more regulated. And we had a lovely house, the whole works. And she had actually gone to a funeral uh, in Cork, and I. In, it was Easter Sun Saturday night, so and I had been I had been wrecked. It, we had to keep the relationship so much so of a. Quiet that I actually moved. I moved work to Oran so that was an extra hour's drive for me from Climaris. I was living in Climaris, and um, that was an extra hour's work uh, back and forth. and I was exhausted, but again, I was keeping up the fitness, and I'd started to do you know to burn out again. Doing a so lot. That, that was that was coming, that was coming, and I'd invited two friends over. Um, just have a few cans Easter s- Sunday night or Easter Saturday night, and then I think uh, you can. Uh, the pubs closed on Easter Sunday, they were Still. back then, it. Yeah, they were. Whether they are were. Um, now or not is I can't remember. No, they're open now. Are they mm. Easter Sunday as well?
0: Mm. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: I don't yeah, know it, about Good Friday, but Easter, no, Sunday. they're definitely open Good Friday. Are they? Yeah, because I bought booze on Easter Sunday. I don't know what the pubs are anyway. Yeah, it used to be. It used to be closed, but anyway, I brought the two lads over and I remember having a couple of drinks. And just getting really tired, like unnaturally exhausted. So I went to bed, and that's the last I remember. D- just so the, the last, the next thing I remember, I'm up in Beaumont, um, days later. You lost days, days, yeah. Um, I came apparently, I came down the stairs, got to about the fourth last step, and then eyes closed, hands dropped, and then just literally. Fell forward. You don't even remember going don't, down the stairs. Don't even remember going down the stairs. Thank God like la- your friends were there. The, they were watching because we had, there was a we had a big screen television, and they were watching some movies i I told them I said you felt ahead, watch watch whatever you want. They watched me coming down the stairs. What got you about the fourth? The only thing I can think of is that I got a headache or something came down, um, because I had no reason to come down. And uh, they said I just fell forward, and one of them thought. That I, just, yeah, that I was messing and it wasn't serious the other lad lucky enough had done like a medical course leading up to this and he just finished it and he knew straight away that there was something there was something wrong and he rang the ambulance and the ambulance just happened to, there was a lot of luck involved as well the ambulance just happened to be coming back from Tum towards Castle Bar and literally were there in three or four minutes and only for that like in Castle Bar my, my last rites were read priest was out my family was called they all said prayers over me, whatever, last right, it's done. And Beaumont then emailed or rang Castlebar. They'd got the the scan, the head, the X ray, whatever it is, and they said, Listen, send them up. We'll see what we can do. It's not promising anything, but we'll see what we can do. And they sent me up and it was Beaumont to save, you know, save save my life. And that's why I ran then. That's why I ran. When I said I ran the ninety one K in one day, I always said that was 2016. I always said that I was going to repay them for saving my life if I had any sort of platform at all and I just started up the platform in 2018, early 2019 and I came up with the idea that I'd run from Dublin to Mayo and 2019 we ran from Dublin to Mayo, myself and Pete.
0: Yeah, fair lady for that. Show hope Beaumont as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. We raised we raised sixteen thousand for them. But if I could if I could do twice that, I would.
0: So did you have to have an operation?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I was in. They took like they drained the blood.
0: Had you a previous injury to cause that?
1: No, no, no. It's just a, a bleed on the brain. That was it. Do- doctor Doctor Rolick, Scottish dude. Um, even though he looked when I seen him first, I thought he was. Asian or like from Pakistan or mm-hmm. one of them but he was actually a, Sc- a Scottish fella and it was him that was a surgeon and it was him that drained the blood out, out, of, my, out of my brain like here I still had I had a plate here very light plate here mm-hmm. if although you can <laughs> is, is going light you, if you look really close you'll see the actual scare where they opened up here and drained drained the blood or just took the
0: Jesus you've had yeah, you've been through the wars
1: yeah but it was the best that was that was the real changer that was the real change in my life. Then after that, uh, anything was possible. So you you've been close to death twice, twice, and maybe even three times. I fractured my skull when I was twenty one. Ah, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> twenty one, <laughs> drinking, You're drinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. But car crash <clears throat> or falling? Wait, wait for this. This is a, this is actually a very. It's funny story. one or the other. Um, fallen. Yeah, <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Drunk,
0: someone kicked legs out from me, So,
1: very close, <laughs> very close. Uh, myself and my uncle, who I'd mentioned earlier, and what turned out to be one of my uh, future girlfriend's fa- uh, fathers, Michael Hurst, and a good friend of mine, um, and now the grandfather of one of my kids. We were going over to Manchester just for the weekend.
0: Drink. He was
1: Mick was mad crack. We were going over on a Friday night, but the weather was terrible, and we were getting the boat over. So we landed to the Dublin port, and the flight was delayed till the evening. Of course, we went into back into Dublin City. Drink. and we were Yeah, O'Shea's Merchants, um, a couple of other places. Then we ended up in the Brazen Head, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I remember we were in the Brazen Head, and we met up with another mate of ours that wasn't coming to Manchester, but we started drinking heavy then. We were drinking smithicks and Vodka mix. Oh, that was sick. no sense to it at all. And we remember we remember watching this student uh, drinking a pint of Guinness, and he literally it took him an hour and a half to drink it. And we were we started <laughs> skull taking Skull yeah, Pints. Yeah, we were sculling Pints. He was he'd take this mad burst, he'd throw the hand back, the claw <laughs> was out, and he'd dive in for the pint and he'd bring it up to his mouth, and then he'd just go <laughs> <laughs> It, it was the funniest thing we ever seen, but that's really the last thing I remember. Um. So apparently we ran back for the car, and Mick shouldn't have been driving at all. <laughs> but we we ran back to the car, and myself and not. <laughs> myself, myself and, and my uncle used to have this thing about getting to the front of the car, even at that age. Calling shotgun. That's exactly what yeah. I uh, yeah calling shotgun. And uh, I got to the front and I opened the door, but then I put my hands in my pockets and he, Martin came running down and he went to push me jokingly to get out of the way of the front the front door Don't and run. my hands were in my pockets. me, me head just straight back onto the curb. And literally you could hear the crack. You t- so Mick, with his experience, had said, you know, why? You know, we need to bring him to the hospital. I said, he's, he's gone. And Martin was like, not at all. He's often <clears throat> felt worse like that before. Which I probably had But this had connected This had okay. cracked yeah. And th- We get on the boat They, f- they throw, throw me in the back The next thing I remember I'm... Well you pulled out Oh I got on yeah did, I was like in the back of the car um, Concussed all Concussed me. Going around like you were harsing yes. From one end of the weekend Yes It was Like I was drunk all the time Even though And the boys just I thought no like You were drunk the, the, uh, But they realised After like 24 hours I mean not drinking being in the same thing that there's something wrong here. And then we went to. To mix a daughter, Emer, who was a who was nurse, mm. and she said there's something wrong here, like very wrong. And it was her that sort of made me go to the hospital. But I remember waiting in, 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 in a hospital for six hours. And as bad as I was, I was like, fuck this, just get out of here. So we waited until the Monday until we were going back on the on the boat. And I went straight to Casabar Hospital. And then they said, you have fractured skull, there's blood all over your brain. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That had to have, yeah. Would that not anything got to do with your... I don't think so. Like, I asked that, they said no. should have had nothing to do with it.
0: You've been through the wars, lad.
1: Yeah. But it's given me an, an appreciation. Definitely the aneurysm cha- change, changed me altogether. Because with the aneurysm, I could... Like, with the heart... I was back in, in work, back in action very soon. With the aneurysm, I had to take three months off. Like I had to. And then I r- had to go around reassessing everything. What do you
0: spend three months doing after you've nearly died?
1: Well, for the first four weeks, there's nothing I could do. I was barely able to get up and go for a piss.
0: But you'd be sitting in the bed yeah, thinking. Sit- watching what
1: television. You thinking? Yeah. Um, What's going through your I head? Don't, I don't know. Is there uh, any fear? No fear. Do you fear dying now? I never fear... No. The only time I fear dying now is when after a mad session. (laughs) Wait. Do you you ever... You you know when you've drank an awful lot, like two or three nights in a row? Not that that happens much only for around the live shows these days. Um, But then on the Monday or the Tuesday and you're sort of getting the, the jitters and you're sort of tired and you're sitting down and you're closing your eyes and you're like, Oh, shit. I'm going to die someday yeah my parents are going to die you know my kids are going to die eventually why are we all fucking here you know and that's how my mind would work and it'd be like and then you'd get paranoid it's like the blues sure no one likes me anyway you know if my family don't like me and that's just and it'll happen usually the day after drink not not the fear yes the massive fear
0: do you believe in God
1: That is a tough one. Um, I do, yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in the church. I get you. I believe that there's something there.
0: And the nearly dying, does that change you spiritually?
1: Do you know what? I thought it would change me a lot more, even though I'll say that I had not an outer body well I could call it an outer body experience where there was messages coming through for people for people that I knew were religious and just like but they were for people that they wouldn't have been my first choice I wouldn't be thinking of them normally but I but in subconsciously I knew that they were Religious, like uh, p- apart from my grandmother, it was an awful lot of messages came through from my grandmother Kelly, who's still alive today in ho- Touchwood. Hopefully, will remain with us for a long time more. Um, she was very religious, and the message that kept coming through to me was, um, "Tell your grandmother that all her prayer prayers aren't going in vain." kept kept repeating, and this is me like com- completely out of it. You know, when I was coming waking up from a co- from the induced coma,
0: and when you've been. That clause the debt twice. Do you ever think on them quite moments? Why am I still here when so many people are dying oh, the first quite, time they get? Quite the often and, and, right?
1: and that and when I when I'm complaining about something or whether I'm whether I'm like second guessing myself, sometimes I, I tap into that and say there's a reason there's a reason you're still here that you still have work to do.
0: It's crazy yeah. interesting. Yeah. I swear, I better go back to the Hardy books and stuff. <laughs> how how do you go from building and Aldi to comedian. Like, like there's a... I know you were in Hardy books and you have the three books, but you're a comedian.
1: when, when, When you say I was in the Hardy books, I'd be the first one to say that I was a satellite character at best. Although I have my gripes with RTE, there was days and days and days I spent filming with RTE and they never showed a single minute of it. Like, literally nothing. There was a whole like half an episode where myself and Kevin McGarren, who played SimCard and all the boys were in it, but it was based on me and, and, and and SimCard. Whereas I was going out to, I was being sent out to America. I was being waked like an old old Irish wake where I was actually just going to America, but he was brilliant in it. And it was nearly the the half, the half the episode spent days doing it, spent nights and days doing it. And um, I've been telling everyone about these great scenes And this is going to be the first, this is going to be the opening episode. Turned on the television, Hardy Book started. You don't even get told. Not not even, I wasn't even in the first episode. And after that, uh, that happened a couple of times and I just lost complete interest. So when the boys were ringing me, oh, we're going, we're going to be doing this. It was, if it happens, it happens. If not, I'm not going to lose no sleep over it. And so that was me as a character. I was probably enjoyed the YouTube versions Mm. uh, better. Like, one of my favourite scenes is when I actually tell the boys, this is on YouTube, right? I'm telling the boys that I'm not around. I just hadn't had time for the day, but... And I told them I wasn't in, in, in the county. Eventually, then I told them I, w- I was gone. I was out of the country. <laughs> just to, sh- to stop them from ringing me. Like, Owen was ringing me, Martin was ringing me, Pete was ringing me. But it was the English Grand National, and I love betting. So I drove into town. I drove into town, and... Um, And I sneak in the back door of the betting shop, and I put on (laughs) the bet for the the national. Now I could have done it online, but the the wife or the internet used to be so shocking. Um, I was afraid of missing the bet, so I went in, and then I thought I'd sneak out the back. But when I sneaked out the back, the boys had set up outside the the back door completely. And if you look, if you can if you can find the clip, um, it's the clip. No one shouted stop. This this It's just me coming out of the bookie shop. That's and we, real. They caught you? Oh, they caught
0: me, yeah. I know just that kept, clip.
1: They, uh, yeah, uh, I know that And you're just like a deer caught yeah. in the headlights. The reason is, is because I was. Uh, but they just kept, they just kept rolling. And and that's why I'm like, you're like, what are we, what am I doing here? Uh, so they just kept rolling. And I think it was Chris Dorloff that was that was videoing it. And it just kept rolling. And then there was one of the the, the traveller lads stopped on, on the way up past as well. And he got into it and it just kept rolling. So, yeah, that was all real.
0: It's amazing. Different times have different comedians. So, you had Neil Tobin and you had yeah. Tommy Tiernan's. For our generation, the Hardy books was it. Yeah. Because there was no one speaking to young people at the time. Yeah. Because everyone knew a Buzz, mm-hmm. everyone knew an Eddie Durkin. Mm-hmm. And they, it, we were there. Oh, look. They're fucking, they're losers of no money and they're messing around. And
1: yeah, well, that's pro- what made it work. Because mm. everyone could relate to it. Yeah. And it was just at a proper time.
0: And it was normal slang. It was normal shy talk. Because yeah. everyone talks shy talk. Yeah. And I don't think it didn't get enough traction culturally. Yeah. Again, like um, in Mayo, would people even understand in Mayo how culturally significant.
1: Mayo is the hardest place to sell anything to do with the Harry books. It really is. You go to Dublin, Galway, Cork, especially. Everyone will be shouting, still shouting back calls from the Hardy books. Mayo, not a bother. Not, not, wouldn't be bothered one bit. It's mad. Yeah, literally, nothing, nothing in Mayo. It's uh, Irish bigotry. Yeah, big, all oh, big style, and it's a shame. Mm. It's an it's an awful shame because it's an awful attitude to have. If mm. someone does well, like I mean. I'll be the first one to credit Martin and Chris Tordoff. They brought a YouTube clip that was made initially for college, a college project. That's, That's where how Hardy Buck started. To Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Back then.
1: Yeah. With cameras, with phone cameras, with the shittiest phone cameras to start off with. And then shitty, really and the only reason that it started to get somewhat of attention was they borrowed the cameras from the college, and that's when they realised that there's something here. Who was the main writer? You see, that's another thing uh, thing about the Hardy books. That's why it would be very hard to replicate. Everyone was the writer.
0: There just w- would there be? A, there was an a, idea, a rough idea.
1: There was an idea
0: because there were so many moments, and they had to be fake. Yeah. They had to be just off the cuff, yeah, like little things when. Uh, the boys are doing an interview. Yeah. And no one comes
1: in. How oh, are, all... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, are you, women? Yeah. That was all left up to ourselves. Whatever we came, could come up with. It's crazy. Um, the scene, one of the most famous scenes of uh, Annie Biscuits <laughs> Get them. Owen made that up on the spot. On the spot. On the spot. In fact, Pete will tell you, French Dodge will tell you that that episode was absolutely crap until Owen done that he saved the whole episode.
0: It's mad. It really is an
1: amazing problem. Yeah. Yeah. And when
0: you watch back now, I was watching a few clips this this week, you know, and there's so many moments that you, like the part of Eddie Durkin is talking to Buzz and he's there just, uh, oh, I wish i listened to my father, or, sick of having no money. That's Wait, right. what did he say? I don't know, I told you I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was,
1: I was I, like, and that was the best <laughs> bit. The best bit of the Hardy books was actually behind the scenes. I was there for that. That was the boys, of, the boys of summer. Yeah. Yeah. And was it
0: hard to keep serious? Like, was there times That you'd have to? The oh, there was,
1: there was many times Many times that That the uh, Some of the scenes Were, were, were shot And it, it, Like someone would have laughed Or whatever like that But more so When we were doing it for RTE Because If someone came up with something That wasn't scripted And was brilliant It usually was The stuff that wasn't scripted You'd have to start again Because someone Someone would laugh in Like
0: Did, did watching that And seeing the traction that it got Put the bug in you For comedy Or
1: did you have it already <laughs> No, um, I loved it and I, and then I was like, I'd love to have that much confidence to go up on, on, on live, on live sh- to do live shows. The reason then I got, got into comedy and am where I am now is the boys brought me to, they started doing live shows. Now, their initial live shows were atrocious. They actually probably done more damage to the brand than any good. And then they started to improve and I, I went to see them a few times in Dublin and it just wasn't the finished article. I'd go around and I'd support them, uh, like I'd be with them all the time. But it just wasn't, it just didn't work on stage. It was just, they were trying to... Recreate they, the video. They were, they were sort of, and it just wasn't working on stage because another reason that it wasn't working on stage is because the crowd, a bit like one of the shows we done during the summer, the crowd was too wild. So they and they thought they were Hardy books as well, so it was just too much of a, a mess. Yeah, and then I, I went up and I what they There were Martin had wrote a, an actual episode, a proper play, and this is this was only like 2019 as well. Like, this is all recent, like, three bucks left is, is very recent. Um, he wrote a, a live episode for the stage. And I went up to Belfast to watch it with them. I went up with them. I drove up with them, and I wasn't a part of it at the time. I was just there to watch it, and it was brilliant. And I just thought, I have to, I have to get involved with that. And the next show was Vickers Street, so my first time on stage. Vicar Street was Vickers Street. Had you much practice? None. We practiced the day before, and and that morning, and by the time the morning came around. I think we were drinking, but we went early to Vicker Street and the fairness, Vicar Street looked after us probably too well. We were drinking Tealings whiskey, <laughs> which was only across the road and cans of Guinness.
0: And this is after you've had your, you, you've no fear to stage. You, no, n- no, no, fear, no, no
1: fear, no nerves. I just wanted to get on there. The only thing I was worried about was, was, was because l- I had lines then and I was just afraid of letting the boys down. But when I got up on stage, it didn't matter what I could have done. The crowd just took over, and the buzz—the buzz of having that many people sh- roaring up at you in your f- in on your in your favor—is just it was you feed just off incredible. it. You yeah, can feed it. off it. I could have done. I could have done a whole new show there and then. But you can tell
0: by your videos with the three books left. You're probably the face of the three books left. Yeah. And. You have a great way of interacting with people.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I try to.
0: Because everyone knows someone like you. You're just going to say it. You don't give yeah, a shit. And yeah, you get away yeah. with it. Yeah. And get away I, with I, anything I, you say. I
1: don't know how I've got away. So some people are getting banned for some of the things that I've said. Mm. And like we went to a couple of live shows I've went to. People have said no one else gets away with using the word C-U-N-T. Like you do. If that was anyone else, they'd be, they'd be banned straight away whatever way you say it because I think the thing is some people over say it as well you have to drop it in or any bad word yeah. any swear word you have to drop it in at the right time because if you if you say it five or six times I like some of them times I've done them videos especially the first couple of times you you try and trash it out in your head and then if you say it you might drop in two or three F's and, and two or three you know and you're like, that's that's overkill. But sometimes, sweet spot, uh, yeah, sweet spot. You just have to find that sweet spot. Sometimes you find it in the first take. Sometimes it make, might take forty takes. But, but when you when you when you know it, it'll be there. And the three books, you were
0: very unlucky with COVID. Oh, mini, when it came the to the live show, yeah, that was it. We were
1: unlucky with COVID, and also lucky with COVID because it gave me so much ammunition give me so much comedy ammunition to work off do you work together
0: or do you do your own thing and then talk about
1: it well in the beginning me and pete just worked together and mikey the odd time mikey drifts in and drifts out mikey is on, on camera what he probably is in real life as well and we don't put any pressure on mikey if he's around good and well and if he's not he's not and he got married since he got married we've seen him even less
0: that happens That happens.
1: yeah but he's happy out as long as he's happy that that's a that's a hundred percent too
0: is it hard to be a comedian in Ireland now? When everything's so like when you see the way the media is and there,
1: there's definitely I tell you what, there's a there's a comedy clique. There's yeah. a definitely a comedy circle, and we're not we're definitely not in it because is it
0: because of the content they can't control your content or don't know what you're gonna say. That well that
1: that's that's half of it. The other half of it is, in their eyes. We're only, we only have the platform because we had the base of the Hardy books, which is actually not true. There was a Hardy books page for a many long time and it went nowhere. So there's only so much you can feed off the past. Mm. Um, but there is that attitude with a lot of the comedy circle that, you know, would we get the following that we have? Would we get the numbers at our, our at our shows if we hadn't had the Hardy books behind us? You know, and that's just pure bigotry. Like, in fairness, a lot of these have worked. For like twenty years to get, to Surely there's room for everyone. But there's loads of room (laughs) because
0: everyone has different tastes and everyone. We just we
1: don't want to. We just don't want to stop in Ireland either. Like our plans are to go to England, America, Australia, and Europe. Like that. That's that's the that's not even the long term, Garner. That's that's short term.
0: What's your favorite type of gig to do?
1: Like. My, one of my favourite gigs was when you're in control of a m- big audience and you're in free flow and your words are flowing off you and it's pure, raw, but yes, every word is, you're saying is just falling properly. Sometimes the uh, there could be a few hundred people there, but the room is completely electric. It's, it's, it's silent, but it, it could be buzzing but it's in your in your in your ears it's completely silent but you know that they're transfixed
0: and when you're doing a gig like that and there's loads of people there yeah. are you looking at everyone or are you looking at different people at a different time who are you talking to are you just focused on what you're doing
1: you a lot of our show is crowd interactive as well so you, you would definitely pick out but it gets to a stage in the show where the ro- the words are rolling off so easy that it doesn't matter like everyone is just one like one big face, and as long as you can hear the laughing, that's it. Or, or sometimes you might get a heckler that actually works, works in your favor, and then you throw it back at them. It, like there and then, you might come up with something that that goes right back, and it's just it's just beautiful. And that's that's just an added bonus. Um, but it's it's just a beautiful feeling to have everyone just listening to you to mm. to be at the at the end of your word. It's just incredible. There's no drug. That's like it. It's just a beautiful feeling.
0: And your Instagram, like <laughs> your TikToks and Instagram, they're so funny. <laughs> they're so funny. Do people ask you to do? Can you do that on the live show? Or Can you talk about that live show?
1: Or- um, well, a, a lot of a lot of the live show would be just an extended version of a lot of a lot of my uh, a lot. Of, the only thing I can't do on the live show is the is the wink. You know, it, you can't, you, there's nowhere. there's only one or two places I can drop it in. Yeah, so, because people um, at different angles can't, because the exactly, angle is exactly, important. Exactly, exactly. And I've done, I've done some of them videos and the video would have been 150%, but right at the end, the the wink might be too slow and I'd have to do it <laughs> or all too over fast you're yeah, too fast yeah sometimes I have I've developed this subtle wink now it's more like a twitch I see it <laughs> it's because everyone's waiting for it yeah <laughs> people are waiting that's why I'm doing it every time now because I've done just to see what would people miss it or not I some there was a few videos I didn't bother with it and when I do it's like where's the wink where's the wink where's, yeah. the, wink? where's the wink and sometimes then I delay it until the end and then you're like Even I'd be like, "Is it there or not?" And then do you enjoy doing the
0: videos for Instagram? There has to be times where you do the video and you're you're laughing yourself at and God. Oh, "Oh, there
1: there was a few of them where I've and that's when I know that's going to be. That's 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 when I know it's going to be. If you laugh yourself, yeah, it's funny. I have I have a I have a rule, not so much a rule but a a guide. If I can watch, because I hate watching myself, I hate listening to my voice. So if I can watch my video back, like five or six times without saying, oh, that's, I'm getting sick of that. Then I know it's going to work. But sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you you spend, you could spend too long on a video. Like then I start overthinking it and then editing it too much as well. Like I put up one about, um, I mean, and I, the thing is I done this in one take and it it had like on TikTok, it had a hundred thousand views in an hour. Um, It was one about the PTO shaft and the fell in Longford dying because he got his mickey caught in the PTO shaft and people, you know, they had people down from the Civil War on the COVID numbers thing. And uh, that was off the, that was one take and it was just, I knew straight away that that's it. And um, I I banged that one up. No, like, and after that then, I said, Jesus, that one went so well that I, I better make this the next one brilliant. Mm-hmm. So I edit, I got someone to edit bits into it, and it f- just flopped. I was like, and then I done. Then I nearly was like, that. Where does? Why did the other one work? And then I went back to just doing them raw, and they were the ones that kept working and working and working.
0: Yeah, it's mad. Yeah,
1: you can never tell. Yeah, you can never tell.
0: It's like when I started. I like, everyone was saying, oh, I started my Facebook channel. Yeah. Everyone was saying, oh, get some cameras, get some this. And I bought cameras, GoPros, and it was putting up all the videos, seven thousand views. Took a shot in the wood and took
1: a video, <laughs> five hundred thousand. Fuck yeah. this shit! Like. Yeah, what's the point? People yeah. just
0: want more honesty. I think yeah, more pure, lost,
1: pure like. honesty. And mm. uh, sometimes it do, like some videos I put up just and and I shouldn't do it. I just put up just because I haven't put up anything in a couple of days. And and the, the thing with social media, and I'm starting to learn not to heed the likes of Instagram, Facebook as much. When you're on a page. If you haven't put up anything up in a couple of days, your Instagram will start telling you, "Oh, you've put up nothing in in." in or people or, start messaging you. Yeah, or, or, or that, and and your algorithms will tell you, "Oh, there's forty percent decline in your." Mm. Take no no heed of that. The, the, there's this fear that if you don't, if you're not putting stuff up continuously, that your page will die. Like unless you leave it for like three months without doing anything, it's not gonna it's not gonna die. Um. So I'd like to think that anything I'd put up now would be thought of, and or, or not even thought of, but quality. And back to the negative side
0: and begrudgery, would you, how do you deal with trolls and do you get
1: much of that? Do you know, in the beginning, in the beginning, I wouldn't take any heated trolls, trolls um, but there, there seem to be just coming more and more. But into everyone, I do see I do see all pages mm. getting these trolls. Where, where, you know, real negative comments. I think TikTok is the worst... It's the worst. Worst one for that. Yeah.
0: Because no. it's just young lads in a room... Yeah. Tired of wanking themselves off. Yeah. Nothing else to do. 100%. And they're just... Hey, look, I said to this lad... Hoping yeah. for a reaction.
1: Yeah, hoping for a reaction. And I very rarely do, but sometimes... Sometimes you just get hit at a bad time and you're like... Do you know what? Fuck you. Sometimes I just... <clears throat> like I, I, I... There's been a couple of threads I got into and I was sorry I got into them because... I couldn't come after them then.
0: Mm. The ego uh, gets involved. Oh, it does a little bit. Up. And
1: Pete, Pete will always pull me away and and just say, just leave, just let it go, just let it go. Um, there's been a few lately as well. Like the the thing yeah. is, and, and I'm, go- I'm going to actually do a video on this. Um, if you don't like something, or if you don't like something, someone's content, just move on. Mm. Because if you comment, you're going to get Facebook doesn't read or TikTok doesn't read or Instagram doesn't read the comment that you've left. So if it's a nasty comment they're not going to say, oh he doesn't like that. Let's not put that in front of his page anymore. Facebook automatically thinks do he, like he's it. interested. Mm. So they're going to keep sending you my videos or Farmer Michael's videos or your videos or whoever's videos. If you keep commenting on them, they'll keep sending them to you.
0: You, you can tell actually what kind of a person you are by the content that all these apps are sending to you. Yeah. If you're looking at all this controversial shit and negative shit, all yeah. you're going to see is negative yeah. and controversial. Yeah. Like, my Instagram feed is fairly freaking simple. I have a few comedians come on and then there's not many cars. <laughs> <laughs> cars <laughs> and machines. It's yeah. fairly simple. And when it comes to comments, good and bad, I think it's unhealthy to put too much mass in any of them.
1: Oh, uh, a, a thousand percent. But the, the thing with them nasty comments is sometimes... When you are down and you, you take a lot of, sometimes you take more heed of them than any other time. But the only great thing is, in fairness to the people that follow me, I don't even have to respond to some people anymore. They do. They, they take over. Like one fella, I nearly felt sorry for him. I nearly felt sorry for the fellow that had left the nasty comment on my page about me because everyone just attacked him. Like literally. But the thing is, he kept responding to these he kept responding to the to the negative comments back. So I was like, by by the end of it then I was like, you if you keep responding to them, they're gonna g- keep giving it back to you worse. So I just let them off.
0: You seem to be a very, very, very chilled in, laid back guy.
1: In general, yeah. Yeah.
0: Would they ever just freak out? Sometimes they have to watch the quiet lads.
1: Yeah. Uh, like, even when we're out, I'd be always always the one like I'd never never look for a fight or anything like that um but I like I i have very little temper but once, once it snaps that's gone in that respect um when I have a few drinks in me anything could happen but it's always good natured always I always have a res- height of respect for for everyone uh if I'm doing damage it's usually to myself um I'm mad for the crack uh as for chilled out Yes, I would like to think I'd be the one that'd be all chill, always chilled out in a, in a in a in a disaster or or a dilemma. I'd be the one that li- I'd like to think that I'd keep the, a level head. But sometimes I'm like a duck, I'm floating along on the top of the lake in the nice, you know, still water. But underneath, my legs are paddling. It's a
0: fucking brilliant analogy. I like that.
1: Yeah. It is a brilliant analogy. I remember, I, I like, I was remember hearing it the first time, and that's exactly what I'm like. Sometimes, you know, um, be like a duck, you know, on, on top of the surface. I think wha- I think
0: there's so many men out there like that, aren't they? Yeah, that we're all, and I think that's why a lot of relationships don't work, because lads are our job is to be strong, get home, with, We're always busy. Yeah, you don't want to be going home to your wife, pissing her off, with your constantly. Your heads fried fried which you're saying nothing fried, because yeah. there's kids there yeah. and because we don't go home going oh Todd's going to work tomorrow and pissed off and oh I hate my job and this lad said this to me and this because we don't go on like we hate it, yeah they think sure you love your job yeah, yeah, what's yeah. wrong with you so all these men are out there suffering in silence or as you say peddling away like mad underneath the yeah. water and yeah. it's hard and,
1: and that probably leads to a lot of like that's why male suicides mm. are probably higher than, yeah. than than females
0: there's a there's an awful um, push towards hatred of men
1: massively yeah. massively so over the last uh, couple and, and of years so and not, I don't I don't believe in it no. I don't I don't, be, I don't believe in it I, I like I I have put up a few things online where it's it's a hu- human thing it's nothing to do with male or female if, if you're if you're a sound person if, if you've great beliefs mm. whether you're male or female that's what what tells not all men are the same
0: no and everyone's trying to do their best yeah. And even people often say, Cause you wouldn't believe the messages I get from women. I, I, some of them just think that I hate women or something. I yeah. don't want, I love them. Love yeah, my yeah, wife, yeah. love my mother. Yeah. But, oh, men have been suppressing women for years. Just men didn't have it good years ago. There was a great uh, quote from Jordan B. Peterson men and women were both trying to keep the wolf away from the doors. And years ago, the doors were very weak and there was a lot of wolves. Yeah. You know, like the everyone has it tough. And I, I think that social media has people think the people have these lovely lives and everyone has it handy. Oh.
1: And, and it's so... And Instagram is probably the worst for that. You'll never put up a bad picture of yourself on Instagram.
0: No. No. And you see yourself doing it. Sometimes you're there and you've got, ah, will I pop that? No, fuck it, I will. I'm having a shite day. Yeah. But you don't want to be going on like that either. Everyone no,
1: thinks no, you're no. looking for attention. It's a, it's a balance. It's a balance. It's a, you, need, you need a balance. But definitely this, this thing about anti-men I I don't buy it at all. No. I mean, if it's, if you're if you're a dick, whether you're female or male, you should be called out. Mm. But and in saying that, I I I, re, I respect women, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, and I'd be the first one to say whether you, if you're the best at the job or, or or anything, if it's a woman over a man, I don't care what you're.
0: Yeah. There's like everyone, there's dickheads in every aspect of life. Yeah. But you can't. Not everyone. Yeah. Not everyone. So like I I I say it. I worry about. I have two daughters and I have one son. I worry about my son, and the statistics are there to prove that. Yeah, lads are capping themselves left, right, and centre. It's not for nothing. Yeah, you know it's it's for a reason. Yeah, that's a very morbid. Oh, it went down.
1: No, but sure, look, we can we can get serious sometimes as well, Mm. like you know, and that's on the on the dead hedgehogs podcast. So it's not just three books left on the dead hedgehogs podcast that we do. We've often done. Agony Uncle sort of podcast where we get people to send in their problems anonymously, obviously, and um, and we we'll talk about them and see what we best way we can do about mm. it. And we've even had proper counsellors on um, to sort of back it up as well. In fact, when we got the counsellor on, the professional counsellor on, he was a lot more harder on people than we would have been. Mm. Um, he was basically saying if people don't want to help themselves, then there's no point in no. Them coming to help. It,
0: it's actually a verse in the Bible, if you don't cast pearls before swine, if someone, you're trying to help them and they're not listening, yeah. stop helping. Yeah, that's you exactly just... what he
1: said. He said, some people just can't be helped, mm. which I was like, I couldn't believe that he actually came out and said it. Mm. But but yeah, he's probably right. There's no point in wasting your time on people that won't don't want to help themselves. No,
0: no. And even people close to you, if people are dragging you down, whether they're your family or your friends, or sometimes you just have to cut yeah, your losses to it, yeah. and move on. Yeah. What's it like for a day in your life?
1: I need a day in my life. Like, I need a run every day. If I don't get that run in, I try and aim for 10k a day. There's been days when I haven't done it. There's been very rarely that I've gone two days without a run. Are you addicted um, to it? Oh yeah. I like I'm in bad form if I don't get the run in. I try and get it in early um, if I can at all, but it's always in my head. Until I get it out of the way, it's always in my head. Um I have a I have a thing where um it's a tri- um a trifecta of a day. If I can get a trifecta of a day, and I'll explain this in two seconds, first thing is a run. Second thing is work. I, can I make money?
0: touch going I you were say there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the third thing is, is a, a, con, a a a beautiful video that's going to do well. That's good. That's proper content. Like you can be, I could be putting pictures up all day long. If they're shite, I'm not going to put them up. But if I can come up with a brilliant video, a content that's the trifecta of, of a day, and if I can get the three of them done in a, in a day, that's brilliant. Uh, sometimes I don't get that that you know that. Are you most creative when you're running? Or oh afterwards. yes. Oh no. While I'm running, that's when you're thinking about the yeah, videos. Yeah, that's when that's that's when the ideas. That's when the jokes come into my head.
0: To the jokes that you do, they're pretty on the pulse of what's going on in yeah. the country. So yeah. you're obviously keeping well up with what's going on, government wise,
1: Yeah, wise. And, and I like I'm I'm no dog. I, I I would keep up to date and like I have a knack of figuring it out fairly quickly because that's what's made the videos. Hitch. popular as well because if I'd done them videos in two years time or two three years ago they, they wouldn't have made any sense um, so it, when it's relevant the thing is to, if you can keep something relevant that's when it's going to work
0: well everyone always says C- uh, comedians are the canary in the gold mine of society yes and you need it yeah and that's a lot got to do with free speech yeah but when you look at our government and the way our country is run yeah which is literally by it's only you only realize this when you get older, because when you're younger, you look up to these people, you think they're they have a moral, intelligent, higher standard, yeah. and then you look and you go, oh no, they're fucking donkeys.
1: But but the thing is, when you we, but there's an awful lot of people still in the country and that keep voting them in because they still have this old attitude that if you made it into government, well then you must be of this higher echelon, yeah, and you're not, and you're not. It's Just who you know. Yeah, it's exactly a hundred percent. Now, in saying that, when Leo... The likes of, just for Leo Radker, for example, I actually thought he was going to do something. So did I. When we, he made a couple of speeches and I thought, this man has a brain. Then they get in. Then they get in. And whether it's the, the system or whatever it is, then they don't seem... They lose all moral compass. Well, 100% it's the system.
0: You know, you who can do... You try your best again, you'll say whatever you want yeah, to get in. Yeah. And then you get in and you realise maybe for a reason they're tied up and they can't change stuff. Yeah. But why can't they just tell everyone? Yeah. Why can't they just I I say this thing. Imagine if imagine if your leaders had to answer every question, honestly, with yes or no. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine where but we'd they'd where never we'd
1: be. do that because it would be unpopular. It's like they're going for a populist answer all the time, or trying to. Some of them are able to think a bit quicker than than others. Others completely let themselves the down. The
0: best politicians are the ones that are able to to speak the longest, the clearest, without saying anything. Yeah. Just talking on circles. Yeah. It's it's mind blowing. You know when you sit there watching an interview and they're asked a straightforward question and they just go around That's
1: right. and round. That's right. There, Is
0: this for real? And, and sh-
1: I, I, often quite managers, managers hmm. of football teams are quite like that as well, <laughs> that they're, they answer the question without answering it. Stakes aren't as high though. Yeah, well, that's true too. <laughs> but what really pisses me off about the government is absolutely no compassion, no passion or compassion. They've never once came out. It's all through the lockdowns and everything like that. It would have been just a little bit easier if I thought to myself, well, he's suffering as well. Mm. or he understands what the country is going through, or they've never said what you can do. They've never said, like, make sure to, you know, they've never had this policy where if you go out and exercise, you're less chance of, you know, getting sick or eat healthier. There's never been a mention of anything about what you can do to protect yourself if you get sick.
0: How frustrating was that during COVID? Get your boosters, get your yes, boosters. all the Nothing time. Nothing about, go for a run. Yeah. Lose a bit away.
1: Yeah, uh, fine. To get get vi-
0: the boost. Vitamin fine. C, Vitamin D. Yeah. Whatever.
1: But that wasn't the main thing. No, it was it shut down the country. That's what pissed me off. That it was a it, it was a one narrative and that was it. Mm. And and you were demonized if you had another narrative. Oh, like uh, the thing is, an an awful lot of because of my anti-government and anti-lockdown videos came out. Um, I, I had an awful big follow on from anti vaxxers Right, uh, which sort of. They, they they sort of turned on us when we went and done the live shows because at the beginning you had to have the vaccine. Oh, so you must have the vaccine. Mm. It, I wasn't. My videos are were no, never anti-vax. Mm. Um, yeah, but I would have been. I would have been more choice if it was up up of to course. you.
0: That's a free country. It's a free country. You should have a. If choice. you have
1: choice, then it's up to you. I was never going to stop someone from getting the vaccine. Also, I was never going to force anyone to take mm. the vaccine either. That was completely their 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 decision. And but. Like I had an awful big anti anti vax following, but my videos were never anti vax. It was just I just didn't it han- just didn't handle the the way that the government were, were handling it, and I just had this knack of making the argument funny.
0: If you'd live in any other country, what would it be?
1: If I to live in any other country, I was in S- Sweden. That was pretty that was pretty good. Uh, I loved America.
0: Where?
1: I was in Boston and I was in New York mostly. Building? Building, yeah. Um. Now I was working for rel- a relative who had a, like he had a big house, big company. So I was well looked after. So it was easy for me to, like I worked hard. But I of
0: my leather trousers so out
1: there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I bought the leather trousers <laughs> out there. Um, so then um. I, I'd i be going back to like this real fancy House at the end of it so I did see the best Side of, of America but in saying that I've been back seven or eight times and I just Love I just love that American life where Everything is open all the time everything is just That little bit bigger and It's America is more Irish than mm. Than Ireland There's so many Irish yeah. people out there yeah and and they, they become a community In the states Like the Irish are community like a proper Irish community here there is that Progrudgery that there is there just is in Ireland if someone wins the lotto then you know
0: fucking balance yeah
1: exactly Where if, if if my neighbour won the lotto or if even if someone I didn't like won the lotto I couldn't give a fiddlers mm. I really couldn't best of luck to them but that's not the attitude that's in Ireland and it's a horrible thing
0: after you've done your live shows and you're all buzzing mm-hmm. how, how did Steve and
1: Wayne down if if you've done the live show the way it should be done you you. You should be exhausted. You should literally
0: fucked getting off stage.
1: Yeah, you should be would literally. Be, would
0: you be physical on stage?
1: Oh yeah, physical. Pete is very physical on stage. His show is very physical. I'm a bit of a, a bit of a match. I I depend. Pete depends more on actions, and and sort of like the visual and i depend on it a little bit less where i'm i depend on absolute timing with my punchlines and my some of my punchlines some of my live show jokes i know are worked as. what's your
0: greatest achievement so far
1: well i could i could easily say five kids but that's that's, that's a, a, given. a that's a given um my greatest achievement so far is probably the runs, the two big runs, if you're if you're going to, if you want to be a physical thing, um, the run from Mayo to Dublin was just incredible. Like, we done it, we trained hard for it, it was the effort that was put into it. It wasn't just three days. It was the training was coming the up training to it. was the training coming up to it, the discipline coming up to it.
0: And remembering where you came from. Yeah. From not being able to run the length of yourself. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And to, to be able to run 93k in one was day. Was emotional? It was incredibly emotional coming into Swinford there's a there's a beautiful clip of us um running into Swinford and the whole town like it was the only time and I sh- and I said about Mayo and not not being supportive of the Hardy books that day I knew I'd done something right I knew I'd done something right when you seen the like Joe Mellis out out of the bridge in Swinford coming from Charlestown and he was out and he's the, the local councillor and he's out, like, waving you in, and the line of cars, the line of people are up on the bridge all the way into to Swinford, into Swinford, it was like St. Patrick's Day. That's a, You know, it was that sort mm. of a crowd. And um, I knew then that I'd that i done something proper, myself and Pete. Pete was trying to, Pete, for anyone that doesn't know Pete, he plays French Dutch in the Hardy Books. When I asked Pete, when I told Pete about this run, he was like, when are we doing it? No questions asked. You just straight away. Straight away. Never questioned it. Had he trained? He started training the say But Pete's always been fit. Okay. Pete's always been running, always been football, always jujitsu jitsu surfing. He's just, but he always undersells himself too. He'll never, he'll never tell you this. He'll never say, "I'm able to do that," or "I'm a, a, a blue, <laughs> blue belt in. I've,
0: I've just remembered him being all spiritual. Remember he went spiritual in there? Yeah.
1: Well, th- he he, co- he gets like that as well. <laughs> yeah. Without drink, he he would he would be a very spiritual, dude. Um, but he is a blue belt in jiu-jitsu you'd never hear that from like never Um, but I remember when when he got involved he ran down and when we were getting into Swinford he tried like by the by the time we got to Swinford we had a whole crowd with us like there was a Swinford um, AC were behind us there was people that had just started running with us the last 20k or last 5k or whatever so we had a massive crowd coming in and pete sort of wanted to fade into the background and i waited i waited until he was up up center and front with me until we went in because i knew that we had done it as a team and you that to was finish it that way. yeah that's the way i wanted to finish it but he he, he pete pete loved pete wouldn't not that he'd love that but he likes to fade in and not get any praise when he when he deserves it are you doing another but then we went to then we won done done a longer one we ran the costa mayo which was 320k that one was 230k and we done that for Mayoros Common Hospitals. The first one was from Beaumont Hospital because that's mm. you know what's what saved me. And we've done little mini ones. Then we done one for Rory Gallagher, a Galway lad. We done one for an uh, Athlone lad, um, um, Connor. Connor's journey. I can't remember. Look the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, we're planning one again because I need, I need something like that to work. To even since Christmas. I've put on about three quarters of a stone and I and I know I have because I've nothing to train for. So I think
0: you're a beautiful looking man.
1: Thanks very much, David. Very sexy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: do you define success
1: for you? Um,
0: happiness. How do you define happiness?
1: Being able to, to live in the moment to, with your family or your friends. There's been... But it's very rare it comes my way because I'm so busy in my head, so busy day to day. Um. Sometimes you just sit back and you know that this is where you're meant to be at this time in your life. This is where you're meant to be and this is where you're meant to have who you're meant to have with you. Mm. It happens very rarely these it, days. It does. Yeah.
0: Sometimes it could be just when you're having dinner. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, it could be anything, it yeah. could be
1: sat out I remember once being just sat out on the trampoline It was a beautiful day My kids were uh, All the kids were at the house That's why Lislac is always my my base This is where all the kids come to And they could be there for days Like my mother let me lead, leave, lead The life that I've had Because She was stepped in for me When I was off doing these crazy things When I should have been there hmm. My mother and, and my father as well But definitely my mother, like she was... I wouldn't have had the life I've had only for her.
0: As a comedian, like I said before, you're watching stuff. Would you ever watch your kids and look at how they look at the world? And it gives you a whole different perspective on the way you look at the world.
1: Yeah. The the innocence of it. Like I'm trying... If there's one thing I could change, it is to spend more time with, with, with with the kids. There's No doubt about it. Because they're not... They probably see me and think I am completely crackers because they they haven't that confidence yet. Definitely the lads. Um, The girls are a little bit, like socially a little bit uh, further ahead. Yeah. Um, I'd love to spend time with them and build up their confidence.
0: It's impossible for a lot of men. You know, if you're at home, you're not working. If you're working, you're not at home. Yeah. As a man you
1: have, you're have you letting out oh, someone it's, it's, it's You can't win It's a hard one It's yeah. a very hard you're one You're constantly because, balancing yeah, 100% And then you might be getting grief You know because um, You're not at home Spending time yeah. with You know With with the, with the child or whatever But yes The bills have to be paid Have to The um, The new things have to be bought The clothes have to be bought And it's never the cheapest stuff No You know The if, this is, television's have to be bought, and that's this is without the bills.
0: Yeah, it's just life. Yeah, life is ex- it's expensive. Yeah, it's to live. A, expensive, very expensive. It's a funny thing that we all have to pay to live in a world we're born
1: into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It, it yeah. is strange that you you don't you're not asked to come here. Yeah, <laughs> but you're here now. Yeah. yeah, and
0: that's why when when I look at the kids, it's you see your kids. Um, I think it was Elon Musk said it. Uh, they didn't ask to be born. You had them. They owe you nothing. You owe them everything.
1: Yeah. And you
0: just kind of have to... Yeah, yeah. Roll with it the best way you can.
1: It's very good, actually, yeah. 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 What's next for the three buys? There's so many things that we've... That we've... So many irons in the fire at the minute. Um, as I said, Mikey drops in and drops out. So it's mostly me and Pete. We have podcasts lined up for the, with the Dead Hedgehogs. The reason we call it the Dead Hedgehogs was because... We wanted to sort of break away from the Hardy Bucks and have a different platform, um, but also not lose the, the Hardy Bucks as well. It's hard not to, like, mm. you know, you'll often see people introduce us as, uh, as the Hardy Bucks instead of three bucks. Um, so we have the podcast going, then we're bringing out our own stout. Oh, yeah. Well, it's
0: funny you said that. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't drink a lot of stout But when I see you fucking with stout working, yeah. I'm
1: mad for one The amount of people that text, text and say After I put up a, a video with the pint in it The amount of people that, that, that say She's I'm gasping for a pint now So you have your own now So we're bringing out our own Now the only thing is It's a craft stout for now Is this an exclusive for me is it? I wish I Actually I have no bottles I should have been I would <laughs> love to have sake. brought one up Um It's a craft stout. um, Out of the bottle, I'm going to be honest as hell here, out of the bottle, it's beautiful. But out of the keg at the minute, it's just not right. It's very little, it's very much coffee. It's very, it tastes very heavy on on coffee. But out of the bottle, it's carbonated. So it's like, it's actually better than bottle Guinness. It really is. Where can we get this stuff now? This stuff is being made in Limerick. And we're going launching it on May the twelfth in Skeffingtons and Galway, that's the first place. Um, so the Guinness Guru is going to come down as well.
0: You made a right fucking ego, him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it
1: was there was two there was two of us in That it was, was brilliant. Uh, that was very good. Yeah. And and the thing is, I'll say it now. He's an absolute gentleman. Yeah. An absolute gentleman. Um. I, I seen one of your, one of the questions on um, what really you know was I really that drunk with with the Guinness Guru. Yeah, we were all <laughs> drunk, but in my defence, I drank two more pints of them, and he is six foot eight. Um, but he was—it was great fun. I'd do it again if I could take—if I could take everyone's memory away and and do it again, I would. It was a great day. It was a great day for Swinford. <laughs> it was a great like everyone. Great was, day for had, the parish. Yeah, it really was. People were coming out from everywhere. All the pubs were like it was Thursday and everyone was out because they knew he was coming I had them pre-warned I was, I, the town put on best behaviour I'm just sorry I didn't get around to all the other pubs that we missed
0: and God knows the pub's needed now
1: yeah yeah it was a brilliant buzz and, a, and uh, so yeah um, we just had a great great, a great time now by the time the podcast came around I think at that stage we'd even had a couple of whiskeys yeah. so um, I, I remember I got into a fit of heat cups and I was like oh for Christ's sake is it hard yeah.
0: to design a stout, or to make one?
1: It's it's not because you're 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 going off the brewer, the brewers' advice, and and so it was easy for us. And when we tried it first, it was out of the draft, and it was it was beautiful. But the problem is they had developed their own taps to suit this draft, and no pub in the country Hasn't. is going to yeah. And they're not going to spend the money on developing a specialized tap just for three bucks out. So sort of, we're sort of dependent now. So we have to we have to sort of go back to the drawing board with the draft. And it's draft. You see, this is the problem. It's draft that I'm synonymous with. I'm mm. just synonymous with the the pint, the pint, and the, the and the cream at the end. Like one of my videos. Do you ever see that one with the with the lady? Yes. Um, yeah, that's twenty seven million views on Facebook alone. On on one, and then I released it again with. With the link for the live shows. And that is nearly a million. So, and that's only f- like 15 seconds long.
0: How of Guinness not gone to you?
1: That's a f- They don't... They won't. Why would they? They're getting free advertisement. They're going to... And they don't... They don't pay Dar either. The Guinness Guru. Like he gets nothing off, off Guinness. Ireland's a weird country. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah.
0: We're all big fucking egots.
1: Yeah. We're... So literally... Like, I remember a couple of people texting in and they're 100% right. You know, why would Guinness need to put up any advertisements when the gobshites around the country are doing it for them?
0: Hmm.
1: Meaning me. (laughs) Meaning me and and Dara and and the likes. Never send you anything. Guinness? No. I got stuff from Budweiser. Yeah, I got loads of stuff from Budweiser. I got loads of stuff from Muff Liquor uh, Company in... In Donegal Muff obviously Muff Liquor Yeah it was a beautiful God, that's a name. name It's a beautiful <laughs> name Actually they sent, they sent me
0: Look at it in the mirror They sent me uh, Where's the town Muff?
1: Liquor Muff Top of Donegal So they sent me this Brilliant thing for the phone as well <laughs> That's brilliant So um, <laughs> that's and, and, a, and a load of, of their 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 uh, their gin And it's And I wouldn't be a gin drinker But Christ it's beautiful It's the best gin I've ever drank Great okay. Yeah you It's beautiful You
0: have cookie gym. That's, like good t- <laughs> That's good stuff.
1: That's good stuff. There's one thing I want to take from this podcast is I want to be as famous as Alan Clark. Alan
0: Clark. Uh, well all you have to do is do, instead of running, do more squatting in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> because he does a thousand squats every day to have a tight head like that. Does he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I yeah. haven't
1: taken much attention of his art. Oh I'll no, t- hey, take, look, the minute he walks, walks into the room, I'll you can't help but Alan actually used to work in Aldi. Alan worked in Castlebar Aldi when I started in Claremora's Aldi. Said it was one of his favourite jobs. <clears throat> Are you serious? Yeah, he loved it. Well, the people under him didn't love it. He was <laughs> too much of a boss, was he? Yeah, apparently he was a tough boss. He's a very
0: professional guy, though.
1: Uh, oh, he is. Yeah, you know and he does is, is done right. And he's, he's doing, like, he's he, he works hard. Oh, he works hard. He does, yeah. yeah. Even on the social media side of things, he, he really does.
0: Yeah, like he was supposed to come up this week and do a few videos with me r- launching claws, And he is just up to his eyes. I bet. He's called in. Yeah. Because I think he's... um. Working in the radio station, then he gets called in and he has to fill in for people. Yeah. And I suppose he's handling his own social media. Yeah, yeah, which, is, you no, know which it, is no sneeze. It takes time. Yeah, it does, of course. And people think you should be doing it for nothing.
1: Yeah.
0: So when is, so am I going to get any of this drink okay. now? And
1: Do you know what? I will, I'd love to for you to come on May the 12th. I'll put oh, your I, name I, well. I
0: come every day, but I
1: don't <laughs> go <to that. laughs> Um I'd love I'd love you to come in, but I'll definitely get get it sent to you And then I want I want you to, to tell us what you think of it. I will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Fucking love that. We we just we literally didn't get enough for ourselves. Like, I mean, how am I meant to promote this this bottle? So there's a little bit of a, a thing with the brewery. The next time you have it,
0: come back here again. Yeah We'll have a few drinks. Well get a few of the buys in, we'll drink ourselves silly in here yeah. and record we get a something. We'll of of be
1: messy. Yeah. And Beautiful. Uh, any live shows coming. With Myself and Pete were met up this morning to plan out the live shows. And the reason we haven't had the live shows already booked was we were meant to be filming this, like, 30-minute episodes in mid-June. So we put it off. We wanted to concentrate on this because we're actually being funded, and funded well for this. But then your man put it off to the middle of August, which sort of pissed me off a little bit because I had... I had left booking the gigs when I should have been booking them a month ago. Mm. For June, for July. Um, um But uh, we're gonna we're just gonna go ahead with our own plans now. We're not gonna um like I shouldn't have waited, I should have just belted ahead with my own plans and then work around. When you have solid dates, then you can work off that instead of waiting for people. Uh, that's one thing I've learned in the last you're learning all the time on social social mm. media. Um don't depend on anyone. Just keep on going what you're going and then work around let them work around you
0: yeah and go with your own go on yeah. stuff
1: yeah so the live shows we will definitely go back to Adlone again um, it's a great place to start off a tour because it's right back in the in, in, in the, in the centre of the country um, and then we'll do we have, we've left Dublin for a couple of years no actually we've done it we've done one show in Dublin Workmans um, but we've left it intentionally because we've done it so much we want to let the, the juices float and it's great to go back into it fresh and we're going to do all the cities and then Wexford as well. We promised uh, uh, the crown that we go, go back to them because they looked after us very well.
0: You look like a folk singer.
1: Well, I, that's, you're not the first person to say that, yeah.
0: Do you, do you burst out on a
1: tune? I, 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 I was a brilliant singer as a, as a kid. But you when can't, you're drinking, you can't, you, you can't sing. sing now. And the, the reason I don't break into song is be, uh, when I drink on me, even though we we end the show now on a song, um, "Dirty Old Town," but I need to, I need to get a few more belters like that in into the repertoire because because it's if if a show was failing, which not very many shows do fail, but the, the likes have been down in, in Kerry when there was one hundred and fifty people in a hundred and twenty room, all they wanted to do was drink. The guitar would have been brilliant because everyone would have got behind it. You can. Focus, sort of their, attention focus a their attention on, on the guitar. Wind them down. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be great to have that arsenal. Can you play an instrument? I can't. But the, the lad just come around with his Terry, he knows how to play the guitar. Pete the French Toss knows how to play the guitar. He knows how to play the harmonica as well. Okay. So.
0: French Laws knows how to do an awful he lot of does things, an awful He does an
1: awful lot. He'll never say it. He'll never say it. He begins with
0: farming.
1: He's like farming as in vegetable farming. Vegetable farming. farming. Yeah, he's pumped himself into that. Oh. He was always grounded. He was always. Earthed. He always loved the soil. He always loved the sea. He's a brilliant swimmer as well. He's a he's a qualified surf instructor, and he's a qualified swim instructor.
0: Jesus, maybe he'd learn me how to surf and swim. Does he like mushrooms?
1: Magic. Yeah, loves them. Microdose.
0: <laughs> he microdose.
1: He would no when he when he would be full duck no dindins. <laughs> um, I love mushrooms myself but it's very rarely I get the chance to, to try them. If I could get them, I'd, I'd nearly have to. I'd microdose the the edible ones. Hard to uh, well the the only way I've ever had them was in soup, and and tea like like a tea tea yeah they're um yeah. hard to manage the dose. Well, I've never actually made it up myself. I've always had people making it for me. And the, the first experience, and to this day probably the best like hallucinogenic experience I've had was this lad called Ian in near Dundalk, and he made it, we were out camping. <laughs> That's a
0: a. Trippy place to do it. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, we were out right on the sea near Carlingford in an absolute class spot. And there was eight or nine of us. There was uh, maybe even more. There might have been 12 of us. A lot of them were musicians. Brought the guitars with them. We had a camper van. And next thing he made up this. He, he was like a professional drug dealer. Mm. He had a suitcase. So he knew. So he knew to the to the millimeter or millimeter. Mm. Whatever they yeah. measured in, milligram. He opened up the case and in the case was actually, a, it was designed to carry drugs. <laughs> and it had a, a um, like a Bunsen burner in it as well. And on top of that, he had a little bit of a saucepan, brought mushroom soup with them from Aldi, poured it in, boiled it up, put in the mushrooms. And gave, there was only three or four of us that had proper doses and I was one of them. And by Christ.
0: What kind of an experience was it? Was it more visual, visual, or was it audio?
1: Visual. It was everything. Everything visual, and I was coming out with stuff. If there was a camera on me, it was pure gold. I, I actually, when I was talking, I was sharp as a lance, and then you obviously you drift into these mad giggles and mad visuals.
0: What were your visuals? Uh, At The sea the and stuff it must been mad. The sea,
1: the sea kept changing color and sparkling. It was getting dark. It was it was just evening time, so the sun was going down, so it was already beautifully coloured, but then the sea and the and the and the the sky were changing into these like Indian figures, like um, the Medusa, and the, when the waves had come in, it might start off yellow and then develop into this mad red wave, and it just wash over you. And there was these mad, mad, mad sort of patterns and designs, but very Indian based. Um, you know, like the, the thing in the middle of the fire mm. and that sort of thing. It was just crazy. And then. Oh, it just I was when I start chatting, I was so sharp with my answers. Um, and then they went off to get driftwood for the fire. And they landed back with this stick and it was a, it was probably too big to put into the f- fire. So they asked me to break it. <laughs> but I fell in love with this. I fell in love with the stick. <laughs> I give it a name, Chloe, <laughs> you know, and next thing like we had we were having moments together. Yeah. And. Uh, but then I found a reason to break up with her. <laughs> <laughs> <Got> <laughs> and then eventually I threw it into the fire. But no, it was it was a crazy experience. And the most recent was after a show. We went back, it was down in Limerick. And that was, that was more like I I could, I could figure out what these figures were, these visuals. Um, So we'd taken it and it took a while to to kick in. But when it did, I felt like I was in a, like a, like a Salvador Dali Hmm. picture. And everything was, my hand was getting bigger and bigger, and suddenly it was sort of dev- devouring Consuming. my face, but in a beautiful way, in a really soft way. And then the cupboard, which was just straight out, had no door in it, it was just a box and then a, a shelf across near the top. That was turning into a giant teddy bear, and it was sort of like laughing at me. I was brilliant. I just because there's no bad, and the beautiful thing about mushrooms is there's no come down. No, they
0: just, yeah. they just flutter away. Yeah, yeah. But when you get a bad one.
1: I've never got a bad one. Fuck. <laughs> yeah,
0: sometimes now there, it can be freaky. But yeah. well, I
1: think it's the frame of mind you're in. Maybe. You know, if Maybe. you're in a nice setting. Pete, Pete, Pete has had bad trips. I've never had a bad trip.
0: I think the secret is to have people with you that know the crack. Maybe. That was, that was, a. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. are a fucking lovely fella. Cheers, thanks for that. And so really when good. you get that beer, Likewise. I want you to... I will definitely, and we'll have another one and we'll have a few drinks, and it'll be, yeah, even better. Crack
1: brilliant! And might even bring French toast up.
0: Do oh, Jesus, do bring. I fucking love, just, I'd be psyched out if I <laughs> 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 They say, don't meet your heroes, it's it's not true. You're so sound. Thanks, thanks a million. Million
1: David. and I extend the invite to both of you to, uh, if you're hanging, hanging around May the 12th, call down.
0: Absolutely, will do. Yeah, thanks for a million for coming. And no thanks it was everyone an pleasure. for listening and I will see you all next week. Thanks many. Good luck.